podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken 00. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken 00. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel turner. All right, listen. All right, Al. So um, we were just talking about your uh, your relationship with your beautiful wife. Yeah. Rianne. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you saying because sometimes with, with birds women sorry oh, it's, it's amazing with, how your PC-ness has just grown over the years yeah, yeah. go on with slags no with, with, uh, with birds like they they, um, they the good ones yeah. try to understand some element to the things you're interested in so yeah. yours obviously spurs massive thing mm. um, and you was just going to say that she more or less got the first 11 at Tottenham yeah, well, she listens. She just listens. She listens to the pod and always has done. Uh, partly, probably background noise to start with, but she's she's gained a knowledge. I love the fact that your your missus listens to the pod. Oh, sorry, Joe got James Moore here. Hi. Yeah, let's get the important stuff out of the way. Four four two. James Moore, <coughs> the fighting Cox James Moore has. Did you do this interview with Deli Ali? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about the interview with Deli Ali in a sec, and a few things surrounding Deli Ali at the moment. And his progression through Tottenham to the player of the years now because it's insane, isn't it? But, um, yeah, so she, what was you saying? Like, she kind of listens to the pod as, as background noise, but now as, as times go on, she, you know, she loves a bit of BBB. Who yeah. doesn't? Uh, and, and she's got a knowledge now. And we were sat watching the other day and she was, you know, I was like, who's that on the ball now? Yeah. And she was naming it. And it's, uh, so I hear she watches, listens to Long Ball Street pod. She listens to everything. You're not on that. No, I'm on that. She is. Yeah. What's that say? Just she needs time to kill in the car, 
because or no one's she, talking to her. Or she's got a thing for me. Possibly, possibly, <laughs> but probably not. They all have. <laughs> to your voice specifically, like not yeah, it's yeah. it's like a oral, an audio vibrator. I think she's got more of a thing for Rick. To be honest, I've all got a thing for Rick, mm-hmm. the, the greatest human being I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Glory, glory-filled human being. I can't wait till he's on next because he's got a brilliant story that he told us about the other day, which I don't want to. I don't want to tell you now because it'll spoil it. But when he's when he's back on, I'll, I'll prompt you to good, tell him about it. it that he that he did the other night uh, in his garden. It's a brilliant story. God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I have no idea. I, I know. I hope. I, I'm just worried now. I hope that that wasn't like something that we weren't meant to share. But no. uh, I'm sure it's fine. It's vague enough, I think. Yeah, James. I mean, this is a, uh, the Fighting Cop podcast. Welcome everybody. I'm not sure what the. Um, what the episode number is because it didn't print out running order and uh, T went to some lengths to print it uh, to put it's it it's episode together. 35 is it really? yeah which so, season mate? Feels, you need to six, say it wrong it's season then. 6 James feels, season 6 of the fighting cop feels like episode 85 mm. um, yeah we just smashed Stoke like, and smashing was uh, I mean, we, it was it all happened in the first half and we could have cr- cracked on but what a gr- just good feeling it is to have a, a, a positive result Especially coming after that debacle of Wembley on Thursday night, it was, it's nice to to just watch a bit of football and it all just be comfortable. Yeah, relax. And, and like Stoke are in ninth place. Hmm. It's not. It's not like a walkover. How did you feel when were you conf- confident before? I mean, we're always confident, particularly I, at home. But yeah, were, were you like, this is going to be a piece of cake? Oh uh, yeah, I had absolutely no fear whatsoever. I uh, was when I saw Charlie Adam and Glenn Whelan in, uh, in that <laughs> centre field, and I thought, well, combined danger. Combined age of what? Sixty must be what? Sixty eight? Seventy two? What was you worried about? I wasn't worried. I said I wasn't worried at all mm. when I, once I saw that because I knew they wouldn't have the legs to, to deal with anything. But um even by what I was I've I I had a bad feeling. I thought it might be a little bit of hangover from Thursday where they might be feeling a bit sorry for themselves. And I think it looked that way a little bit in the first ten minutes, I thought. Um a few things that just weren't coming off. But after that, as soon as the first goal went in, that was it. I knew we'd be absolutely fine. James, you know Pochettino said that uh, you can tell within 40 seconds whether or not the game's going to be, you know, that we're on it today or not. Yeah. The first 40 seconds of that game was a little bit, you know, it was all right. I can't really remember. We put the ball out of play within the first five seconds trying to put it down the line. Yeah, do you think Pochettino said, oh, I'll write this one off? <laughs> what do you mean by that? It's a weird phrase. It's not, I thought it quite before, actually. I mean, I used to, it's funny enough, my, um, I used to have a manager that played when, uh used to play when I was like 18, 19 and you could always tell you always used to say I could tell by the way warming up mm. if it's just you're not going to it's not gonna, it's going to either be Did a you hard slog it after the game though? No this was he would say it when I was on the bench which was quite hot but uh, it was um, I've, I've, I think I feel like that I feel like Damn, that did, did he always say to you I think you're going to play really badly not me he would just say I can tell by this, this warm up lads today's going to be you're going to struggle today maybe you were just shit what? Well, possibly no possibly he put that in your head not individual players but just but you can tell we could have made it we were we were you know it's a team it's amateur stuff but it's. I just think sometimes managers if you're that involved with people that you know and you and you work with or play with or whatever I think you know when, when you're not quite at it the could same you imagine, day could you imagine if Alex made it as a professional footballer <laughs> the weirdest looking professional footballer you've ever seen would I be piggy yeah <laughs> you're not fat you'd be playing for West Brom yeah you're, me and Chris Brunt next to each other because I, I, I took exception to something that Bardi said uh, on the pod which I didn't like and, oh on the extra inch and if, I, and if I was on the extra inch I wouldn't have stood for mm. and it was an extra inch sorry it was on the normal pod where he said I'd be the Wayne Shaw of the, the fighting cop, yeah, which is not fair. <laughs> it is absolutely not fair because you're, you know, you're, you look, you fit into your body. Thanks. Okay. What were we talking about? Um, 
Stoke. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Pochettino. Mm. That thing. Yeah. Was he talking about that? I thought he was talking about that one game specifically, like the oh, the first game against Ghent. Not generally. I thought, he, I thought I took it to mean he meant that one game. So it's not like when you get on an aeroplane and you count to 140, 140 and if you get to that, you know that the plane's not going to go down. What? What? Well, you know that you're at most risk of you see. It, <laughs> So what I'm doing? Don't tell me. I don't. Can we not? Because I'm I'm getting on a plane on Friday, and I really I hate flying. And you're going to tell me something that's going to hurt or help? No, it'll help. It'll help. Okay. I would never say anything that would hurt you. Okay. Remember, I'll wait for you. Back. Yeah, go on. Right. So you, you're you mo- if this plane crashes, you can't, <laughs> nothing you yeah. can do. And this this would have contributed nothing to that plane crashing. Oh, yeah. So if you die in the most horrible of deaths. Uh, Alex, know that it's nothing. Just before you hit the ground, this would be the best episode ever. It's if unlikely. I die in a plane it's a statistical unprobability. Yeah. yeah. So what? You count to 140. Yeah. So if you can count to 140, then um, the the likelihood of you going down in a plane crash is so insignificant. Is this because the, about. The plane, the, uh, like a large percentage of plane crashes happen? In yeah. The, in, okay. in runway, uh, in the takeoff, is when most of these plane. I, I'm, I've got a, a desperate fear of two things: one, dying in a plane crash, yeah. and two, dying by being eaten by a shark. So, <laughs> I know that I don't get to see that's not going to happen. <laughs> and if I know if I get past 140 when I take okay. off, that doesn't happen either. All right, that's good advice. Um, so I, I, I'm, I kind of I feel like I understand Pochettino's method. Of, of counting to 40 seconds to figure out whether or not Spurs are going to play well um, before going on to more of the Stoke stuff um, because we were the bollocks and it was all great and Kane's got a 100 goal but we'll talk about that I want to talk about Deli Alli because he's been a bit of a talking point and yeah. he's on the cover of 442 <clears throat> the third player, Spurs player you've you've interviewed for a cover well, uh, the second time we've done Deli Alli for a cover in the last year oh, he did Harry Kane as well yeah, and Harry Kane and Wanyama yeah. well yeah Wanyama wasn't on the cover but uh, Still, uh, yeah. I mean, don't Sorry. play it down. Well, I'm not. Well, I mean, I don't want to. You know. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, did you? Did you? Uh, did you ask him about his widow's peak and what? What that sort? Because I, you know, I hadn't even noticed that before. What? Oh, what? What do you mean? What? He, so he's got a, a widow's peak, oh, yeah, which yeah, you know yeah. it is. It's like in the centre of. Yeah. Um, and he comes down. Like I don't know what widow's peak. What is it? A vampire. So you can see it just, just. I mean, I'm not sure. Delivery. Oh, like a little dent. No, it's like it, it grows down here and then he shaves it so it goes away. His hair. All oh, right, okay, fine. I thought it meant like a dent, like no. a dimple or something. It's in the just like a hairline that looks like a vampire. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, uh, how was he? How, how What was yeah. he like to talk to? I mean, how, what can you say? What if, you, if you're an arsehole, you you're not going to come out and say it, are you? Oh, well, no, but fortunately he's not, so we're all right. All right. Uh, he's one of, he's, honestly, and I'm not just saying this, and I know I have come on and said this before about other players, but he's a, a really, really lovely guy. Um, it's probably a little bit more quiet, and he talks about having matured in, in the interview, and that, that kind of actually almost came across in the conversation. He was a bit more kind of quiet, and a bit more calm. We had his uh, his dog with him, Hugo, starring mm. on the cover. Uh, not after Hugo Lloris? No, not after Hugo Lloris, no. Oh, it's quite a similar name. Well, it's, it's the same. It's the same name, exactly. So maybe <laughs> what he's saying, that Hugo Lloris had that zero influence in the name. He said of he hadn't even dog. thought about it before. So. Of course he had. He's a fucking idiot if he hasn't thought about that. It's the same name. Go on. What, what, what else is he? What, tell us something else about him. <laughs> tell us something else about him. <laughs> Look, he looks suave. I like, I like the fact that in the um, on on the uh, on the cover with Harry Kane, they made Harry Kane. To, to me, that actually was a moment of maturity for Harry Kane when he was in four four two. I kind of he was suave. He looked in like suit. James suit. James Bond, and he wasn't the the kind of the gormless footballer that we'd thought that he was. 
Um, that, I, I, that interview was fantastic that you guys did in it. I mean, can you go and get a back copy of that if you wanted? What, right now? No, no, I mean, you, can you order it? Probably could. Are you interested because you're in it? Is that why you're interested? I am in it, although you cut down my interview significantly. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, but it, it was it was nice, and I felt like the, you know the Deli Ali here is in his suit as well. He's got a nice yeah, kind of crocheted. Yeah, it looks the business, right? It's good. It does, and he is the business, isn't he? Because for a long time, I thought I don't see what everyone else sees. I don't see when when. Um, well, I've been, I think I've been quite vocal on that. Yeah, you have. I think what you were saying was you know you can't leave him out because of these moments of magic that he does. But is he, is he affecting? Is he affecting a game oh, okay. on a you know on a ninety yeah, minute basis week in week out? And yeah. the answer is probably no. Then he got a brace of goals on like six, six games, on the three gosh, games, yeah. six six games, and then it was uh, you know I realised that actually my infantile understanding of football should probably no. But to be fair, it. I think what you you know and I, and and I felt the same way. I'll be honest. I think it's, there's a question of you can't. He has to take each game as it comes. So as as he's playing, if he's having a bad game, then then he has a bad game, and it's actually quite evident that he's having a bad game um, because things don't come off. As you say, he's, he's trying things in low percentage areas at a, at a pitch, or or thing I find the only thing I find frustrating about him is that when he doesn't feel like he's having a bad game, he drops so deep to try and try and get involved with with the play at times that it just completely negates everything that's 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 good about him. Um, but he's, you know, he's come on. He's he's progressed again this season from what he's done last season, I think, and and he's getting better and better. He's got more goals. I know uh, he's got more goals than Aguero in the league this season. Obviously, Aguero has been injured and suspended a bit um, and left out of a few games as well. But mm. it's still quite a big statement. It's the big games that he's scoring in. He's scoring yeah. in games that matter in in situations that matter. Um, which is you know can't be underestimated as well with his with his development because they're against. The best opposition. Yeah, I mean the two the two headers um, that he scored against Chelsea, where he took up such brilliant position and movement to get to, to split that quite staunch Chelsea. I mean, we talk about um, Tottenham's resistance uh, in, in conceding goals, but Chelsea's nearly as good as ours in defence. Mm. And he, the first header, we gave himself so much room for the movement, and it's 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 so easy to criticise a footballer for what you see him do on the ball. I think it shows a, a certain lack of understanding certainly on my part of what he does in the game uh, with the movement and running and that's you know, it's, it's great and then and unfortunately on Thursday we saw the other side of his game which is probably less good um, where he, he made that horrendous let's not it's our bad, word it? it was a bad one you know he, we, I think he wasn't even surprised and I, I was about 300 yards away probably that far Yeah. and straight away I looked at it I was like that's a red card mm. You know, and he was literally a Sabuto figure in terms of size. That's how, you know. So he, that, but, but was it? I mean, I, I guess. So, so one of the things when you turned up, James, you brought in the magazine, and there's a picture, a nice picture of uh, Deli Ali doing up his uh, tie, and it says, "People think they can wind me up, but I focus on football now. I've got everything under control." <laughs> Not the best. Right? <laughs> yeah, so that, that wasn't a great moment for me last Thursday. Obviously, this magazine went to print probably a week before that. Yeah. Um, and it comes out on this Wednesday, the 1st of March. So that red card is slap bang in between the interview and the magazine coming out. Yeah. So when you see that happen, it's not <laughs> it's not a great moment. Okay. Um, but, I mean, uh, we, were t- we were talking about this before and you were saying, you f- and I kind of agree with this, that you feel like that incident was very different to the, the West Brom. The Jakob thing, which we yeah. talk about a lot in the interview. Um, 
in that it wasn't him having been kind of wound up by an opposition player who was kind of in his ear or in his face or whatever. It was kind of a reaction to losing the ball, not getting the free kick, and then trying to win the ball back straight away. Yeah, because getting that... it completely wrong it was a terrible challenge, and the red card was absolutely right. And I don't think anyone would deny that. But it wasn't petulance; it was no. almost like a desire. And he went in. He, he lost control, but lost control in, of his body rather than his mind. Yeah. Um, and he, he kind of the first time he goes into the ball, he kind of rolls the top of the ball. He kind of makes contact and then just takes the guy's leg off. It was it, it was a bad tackle, and like you say, no one no one can contain a tackle. But it wasn't it wasn't done with with mal- when I say it wasn't done with malice intended. What I mean is you've seen those types of tackles where someone really does mean to go through it, and yeah, then, I mean, there's like a force behind the yeah. body. He's almost just stretching. Um, to, he wants the ball, through, but, but he, he, without regard of the how yeah, exactly. And what he did, yeah. and what he did was wrong. What what I found, I think it's uh, reckless rather than malicious. Yeah, reckless, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think um, what what I find interesting, uh, I think, is is the is the reaction to it, whether it's the Jakob incident um, or all this. And I just I find it a bit disconcerting at how some are just so quick to be to be on him in terms of. You know, it's disgusting. He's let the he's let the team down. What do you mean, some? Who, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, social media. I mean, yeah, is, is some of the, yeah, only because that's where you get your first initial reactions from. But I just think that the the will, I think, of of certain parts of, of of a fan base and football fans in general, I think sometimes to to jump on young men that make a silly, silly error in judgment in a split second in a game that's going against you when you know you should be doing better it was a split second as yeah well. and I think it's I, I, I just think it's um, I think it's harsh he knows I mean, what he's done and he'll pay the penalty if we get into the Champions League and he's not available for the first three games I, I get that but it's like I mean, we, we you're, it's not like we're defending him it, it was a terrible hmm. terrible challenge it should have been sent off it's all good but just like there were some people like just taking the moral high ground yeah. to, a, to a ridiculous degree He's a, he's, a, he's a footballer that's done a bad challenge. He's not like the fucking Antichrist. Do you know what I mean? Just fucking grow up a little bit. Grow up dick. I will say one other thing as well that about him, and I, and I know this argument of, oh, take that out of his game and he's not the same player, but if you look at some of the greats in the Premier League over the last few years, the, the, people like Roy Keane, Gerard Scholes, Burkamp, um, you know, Drogba, Cantona, all of these players, they've sure. all had something about them yeah. That was was a na- I mean, Shearer tried to hide his little bit of nasty streak like, more. Kicking Neil Lennon's head off. Yeah, basically. but you know, with Roy Keane, an elbow as well. Yeah, you know, and it's these players. They have this. The, the true greats, and whether he beca- goes on to become a true great, I don't know. But they have that. They have that element of it where they make these silly errors in judgment because, well, I don't know why, but it happens. And you know, if that means that he loses us a game in inverted commas which I don't think he did I don't think he lost us this tie well, but if he does I think we would have come on and uh, to win that maybe but whatever but if he does um, if he if he ends up losing us a couple of games for the, the games that he, he'll win us I think we'll outweigh it I'm, I'm, I'm happy to take that I mean the, the shame is that there have been signs this season that he has kind of risen above those kind of incidents yeah. where, like the Jakob thing last season um, in the Middlesbrough game Valdez was kind of all up in his Grill wasn't he, and he put his hand in his face and stuff, mm. uh, and he kind of stepped away from it basically and laughed it off, uh, which was you would think a sign that he'd kind of matured. And I guess it's, it's unfortunate that having taken that kind of thing on board, then this other thing happens, which which like you said, I do think is slightly different. Yeah. Uh, as for the as for the Ghent match, to be honest, I thought we played well enough to win anyway, with mm-hmm. even with ten men. So. Yeah, I mean, I think if he was on the pitch, we would have we would have cracked on and pushed. 
turn the screw somewhat. Yeah. I mean, obviously it'd be more likely, but I think as it was, I mean... Wanyama with a great finish. Oh, it was a beautiful finish. Un- completely uncharacteristic. And a little bit of skill uh, against Stoke. Showed a bit of flair. Oh, that was sexy. Put it past two people's legs in one and, go. Yeah. And then just laid it off to, uh, I think it was Kane on the right. Yeah, he's, <clears> uh, he's really... He's, he's become... Yeah, so you know, crucial now. Where at the start of the season, where it was I'm in an iron whether he was going to start or Dyer goes in. Genuinely, there, that type of stuff. genuinely it's, didn't think that he was going to start. Yeah. I, I thought it would be Dyer and Dembele, mm. but it's not. It's, uh, it's Van Yomri is the probably first name on the team sheet. Yeah, he's he's just been terrific. I think, um, and I'm glad that that shot against Ghent scored because I was getting sick of people who shouldn't be shooting. Yeah. <laughs> shooting. If the Tongan had had one more, <laughs> I think I'd have switched the TV off. To me, it just seemed like. Gen got lucky the exact two perfect moments for them so we were well on top at 1-0 they got a corner that wasn't a corner mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously it takes the, the touch off Kane and goes into the back of the net then I think for the second goal I think they got a throw in that actually should have been our throw in and then within I think a minute they scored and they only scored because the cross the guy tried to play like spooned off Dyer it was a terrible cross and it hit Dyer on the chest and kind of fell down to the other bloke who scored and it just kind of two key moments of the game where we had like been building up ahead of pressure and they just scored basically at the exact right time. I still think they were better than perhaps we <clears throat> anticipated they were going to be. I thought maybe um, I think they were great. Yeah, no, but I think um, it was. You're right. It was a game. I still thought we were going to win as soon as that one Yama goal in. I think, yeah. oh, and I think you know, I was quite confident that we would go on and do it. But then they seemed to be able to nullify us for the ten minutes after that, well, which maybe. was which was the problem. Mm. Um. Kane scored 100 uh, career goals, club career goals, including all the, the bountiful amount of goals that, that he scored for Norwich, Millwall, and all the, all the rest of them. But he's, uh, is he considered to be world-class? Would you consider, does it matter, that, that, that parameter? It doesn't matter because I think, I think it's subjective and I think there's all sorts of different qualifications you can use for world-class. Um, I personally don't how, think how he far, is. What, what do you rate him then? And what do you rate him as? And what I'd say he's one of the best. In, he's in the top four or five in Europe um, really because that I, I thought that and then you look at some of the strikers in Europe and that so you bought Lewandowski Suarez um, what Messi yeah but would you class Messi Ronaldo. as a centre I don't know I don't yeah, know whether I class yeah. Messi and Ronaldo <clears throat> I saw a thing today he's only scored two goals fewer than Lewandowski since the start of whatever the season was 2014-15 mm. but Wait, if you put yeah. if you put Messi as a number nine or Ronaldo as a number nine they're still you still rather have them I, I, I try to look at it as, as doing the best at what he does. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't think. I think you could put, uh, you know, Messi obviously and, and Ronaldo are, are almost freaks, aren't they? To, to an extent. Yeah. But people like Lewandowski, Muller, um, Suarez, and people like that. Where you would play up there. No, but listen to what we're talking about. Yeah. We're, we're talking about comparing Kane to. Well, to that's Lewandowski. an achievement in itself. It's not ridiculous, though, is it? No, no. no it's, it's completely within the realms of, of reality. And that, that second goal, especially against Stoke. Oh, right. Mm. Can I just give a shout out to Ted Riley, by the way? Because mm. last time I was on, uh, he outed me. I can't remember exactly what it was now, but he outed me for this is TV's own Ted Riley, obviously. <laughs> um, I said something at the game, and Kristen Eriksen then proved me wrong within like 30 seconds. I can't think exactly what it was. But before that corner, he was moaning that Kane was like lurking at the edge of the box and not like in the six yard box. Mm. Yeah, so, so is this yeah. kind of. Are you, it's beef it, now. It's well, beef. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm comfortable with Ted Riley and uh, James Moore using. The fighting cock is a conduit to, uh, to to deal with your issues. I mean, you quite like it. It's great publicity. Yeah. You sit next to each other. standards. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Well, can you do it on Twitter and then hashtag fighting cock or something like that? Yeah. 
Go after him. Um, he and he, but he did it in spectacular style. That was an unreal finish. It was brilliant. I mean, awful. I mean, ridiculous marking. I mean, what, who, leaves, who leaves two players? It is mental. I was on that Stoke. Uh, oat cake forum that Barney talked about <laughs> when Barney wrote that article about about Stoke a couple years ago, him. and I, now I can't help it now. Every time we beat them four 0 I go on there just Every to see what they And there uh, and the reaction to it was they it was funny because what, well, what were they saying? Well, they were just like, oh yeah, let's uh, Kane's on the you could see people doing it before the corner was taken. Oh, Kane's on the edge of the box. We won't mark him. He'll score now. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. scores, and then just a list about the next eighteen messages of for fuck's sake and well, the rest. The, of the it. thing it's is, just, is that, that, that the way. That the ball was delivered from Ericsson. Like that, you don't, you don't. You, there's a reason why corner takers don't beat the first man because it's, they're, they're trying to hit a target area. I think which is most effective. But he looked at it and was like, "I can literally just float this to Kane on the edge of the box because that's what it did." It, it must, that must have been a training ground thing. I don't think he actually delivered it quite well because I thought <coughs> it, it, it bounced. Yeah, I, I, I hit it like on the, basically on a half, half volley. Yeah, but I, I think. Um, I think he, that he, he delivered the ball that he could because Stoke allowed them to pack yeah. that six-yard box, mm. which seems bizarre. It just, but I think the second finish was great. But I do want to say the first the first goal was was no, terrific. Was his first touch for the first goal was just unreal, was quintessential, uh, unreal. And then his touch for for Delhi's goal, you know, that, that touch was, to, that to get him away so from um, was it Eric Peters? No, it was uh, Martin's India. Yeah, just to take him away from Martin's. It was just, I mean, well, that's I, the type of level that we're talk, that we're talking about now. Because if a, I know that's easy to say, and everyone says this type of thing when any player scores, but if a Suarez or a Messi had, had taken a touch like that. Yeah. It would be, you know, it's 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 magnified. And certainly, that's the kind of thing you wouldn't see Lewandowski do. That kind of touch and that run to set someone else mm. up. I don't think you see Lewandowski do that. You would see Suarez do it. Do you yeah. think he, he gets he doesn't get the credit he deserves because he talks like somebody fat tongue? Um, help me out here. <laughs> I also, <laughs> I also, I also think there's a nationality. I think, I think generally we're quite a self-deprecating type of nation. I don't think we go big on. On people massively when it, once they get to a certain level, we like to hype them up at a certain point, and then that's it. Then, you know, um, but maybe and and the fact that he's you know he's quite softly I say softly spoken, but he's relatively reserved and that type of thing. There's not really much to aim at him about. I think if if he was German and his name wasn't first name wasn't Harry, maybe yeah maybe. Maybe. I don't usually subscribe to that type of thing, but I actually think it might be in this case. He could be. He could score 30, 30 goals for Tottenham this season for the third season on the bounce. Like he could do. It's that. crazy. He's, he's the first. He's the first Spurs striker to score twenty league goals on the bounce in three seasons since Jimmy Greaves. That's crazy. It is, yeah. and it's such a huge. And it's we say the same things every year and every time we talk about it, about such a huge achievement to him. But the amount of work that he's put in to, to get to this level. Because as as Wendy would say, you know, when he was talking about him, you know, during the youth club days, not the most talented in terms of pure, mm. um, God given talent and natural um, ability, but he's he's obviously worked and has huge belief. And football is obviously everything to him as well. You know, it's yeah. obviously something that he, of course, and then you think about the, the things that he's improved in the game. You know, his his build up play was probably the last thing that was lacking from his game. And it's just improved significantly. I, he can hit a pass like. A cultured mid- midfielder can now. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. What do you the, think, James? The thing I really liked, I'll come back to that in a second, but the thing I really liked is after the game on Sunday night, he posted a picture of, uh, on Instagram watching golf or something. Mm. And he had the Man of the Match award and the Match Ball on his lap. 
and he's wearing his little Spurs tracksuit bottom yeah. so you see the badge on his so he goes home and he puts his little Spurs tracksuit on everyone, has, everyone has signed the ball as well yeah, everyone, yeah he's got oh, God, and one of the signatures no. on there says congratulations again uh, yeah. oh. the third hat-trick of the calendar year he's got, so he's scored more Premier League goals than Giroud now which I guess isn't really in total yeah. And Walcott. And Walcott. He's got, I've got the stats here. Oh, yeah, because your string not, of tweets. T's not here, so I need to do this. <laughs> Bring it. Uh, right, so he scored, I think it's three more than Giroud. Oh, no, maybe two more than Giroud and three more than Walcott. He's played 48 games fewer than Giroud and 151 fewer than Walcott. <sighs> Just needs the bollocks, isn't he? Well, I, I, um, I, I like your updates on, on uh, good, I like Twitter. You're saying that Harry Kane has now scored as many goals as what were we at? Walcott? Uh, Paolo Di Canio. Paolo Di Canio, yeah. yeah. It's on 66. 66, yeah. Um, it's going to be good fun. How, what, what's, what's the record for Premier League games this year? 263, I think, or something like that. Fuck, he so needs to score like 20, 20 a season for the next 10 seasons. <laughs> Alan Giroud was incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. He'll be the, the, the good thing about it, though, right? Is is that he he's everything that a lot of people love about football now. In a, in an age where football is becoming so commercialised and everything else that's going on with it as a as a business, he represents someone who has come through a youth academy, who's kind of spearheading a team that probably really shouldn't be in the top four if you were doing it looking at it in wages and money spent and yeah. all the rest of it yeah. and and yet and he continues to prove people wrong every season and I think that's what more I think that's why he's quite popular uh, amongst other um, fans of, of other teams even though you know there's a lot of say penalty merchant and tap-in merchant and all the rest of it but I think there's an underlying begrudging respect for him because of the way he's done it Mm. It makes it all about. You can't not respect what he's done. Really. Mm. It's amazing. Um, Cock and Bells on Reddit, he says, why can the same team produce two diametrically opposed performances within the space of four days? Only difference is the stadium they played in and the team they were up against were Ghent just better. So that's two massive. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we Ghent, know what you're saying, though. But Ghent just better than us or is Wembley thing actually a thing? Which is the question, isn't it? Is, is Wembley going to be a problem next season? Is it a thing? I mean, yes. I think it's a massive thing. I, 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 think I don't you, think it is. You can't lose to Ghent. We should not. That's like losing to fucking League Two side. I've seen us lose to plenty of teams at White Lane that we shouldn't lose to. No, not in the same way. I don't, but we I don't think that's the fucking Wickham about a month. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I don't. I don't um, and I don't think Ghent were actually. I thought Ghent were, were quite good. They were certainly better than. than what I was we had a Ghent expert on this fucking podcast, a Belgian, Belgian football expert, and he said this, his first play their full strength team, which we pretty much did in both ties, there is zero chance of this happening. This is, this is cup football. It, it, it happens. It, it revolves around moments. And as, as James was saying in that weekend, you know, they had, there, was, there was moments that got them that, that win. You could play, if you played that game a hundred times, even if Ali does get sent off every time, Spurs would win that. Spurs would go through, I'd say, 60 or 70 times out of a hundred. You played that a hundred times. I, so I don't think, and I, you're right, and I don't think I don't think Wembley is a thing. I think it's a thing right now, but I think if it's a question of where you're playing there every other week, in, in a Premier League competition against teams that are, that you know how they're going to play and, and the type of players that you're playing against, I, I think there's a familiarity that okay. comes with that, and then it makes it slightly. Let me easier. give you this: in. if you could play in a, a White Hart Lane Stadium that holds twenty thousand, and it's all kind of half broken down, but we could still play at White Hart Lane next season, or Wembley every single game. Well, well, Lane, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, I know I've seen people arguing about the fact of of going silly question. <laughs> smaller stadiums, you know, rather than go to Wembley, you know, 
we'll say Stadium MK just for the sake of it. I mean, it's a disgusting club anyway. It wasn't but, that. but what I mean is about about playing in a smaller stadium and it being more like White Hart Lane. I don't think that would make much of a difference. I well, think what I'm saying when when you know the importance of home form and away form, and and how important it is to be good away from away from home. Why would anyone think that playing at a completely different stadium wouldn't have an effect? It, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. It's, of course, if you're playing in your surroundings where everything's familiar and the away team have to come and, and, and nothing's familiar, they're not. It, that's it dislodges your confidence. It dislodges your understanding. The things that you don't have to worry about, like the the, the, the bounce on the pitch, um, the the kind of the feeling in the air, thing that you're completely used to. Is, is removed our home advantage was removed completely by going to Wembley and I understand that we were forced to go there because we couldn't play the Champions League which I think is bollocks you know that we should have been out to play White Hart Lane now the, the grounds I've been to in Europe mm. are in fucking embarrassment so the fact that White Hart Lane couldn't be played uh, Champions League couldn't be played at White Hart Lane is, is ridiculous the fact is though you know we all know if all of those home games were played at White Hart Lane we would still be in the Champions League now <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like to think so, yeah. Yeah, you prob- probably, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the thing is, though, everything you're saying, all of those problems go away the more we play there. And as soon as we give someone a 4 0 spanking, as soon as we play Stoke next season, <laughs> that's true. Then it needs, it's unfortunate of the, of the way the results have gone there because we're, we're on a point where it's becoming a thing media wise because it's easy to report and it's easy to, to say in commentary and that type of stuff. But as soon as, if we play someone on the first game of the season at home and spank them 4 0. Those, those worries will go. Um, so, so are you not worried about playing at Wembley? I am worried because I feel that there's other teams that is coming to Wembley and, you know, it's just... it's any Anything like that ups ups their game slightly. Do you think it's a bit, of, a bit out of order that we kind of... Like, so I was on the train with some Ghent fans and they were going, Wembley, Wembley, we're the famous... Well, they're speaking Spurs, but changing it for Ghent. And you're like, you're not going to Wembley. You're going to Wembley out of convenience. And uh, is it not spoiling some something about like Spurs? Like Spurs fans are singing, um, "We're the famous Sutton Hotspur, and we're going to Wembley." Mm. We've been there seven or eight times this season. Yeah, there is zero special about going to Wembley now. But uh, what you mean for other teams thinking that as well, no, and for us, I think with special. the other teams, you're right. It's convenience, but I also think that. Um, it's you know the Wembley's been devalued to an extent. Like, I mean, the FA Cup semi-final being at Wembley's done half the devalue in it mm. of, of actually going there anyway. To be honest, so yeah, maybe. Um, are we? Uh, uh, we're playing Everton next. Yeah, are we talking about Vincent Janssen? That was on the running order that you didn't print out. I've, done uh, some, I've, I've got a great comparison. Well, uh, go on. Then. Right. right so what, I, do you, what, what do you want to talk about him? What, in what, why should we're only being well, nice so about is him? It, <laughs> is that do it? No, no, I'm checking. Uh, so I found it quite strange that he didn't come on on uh, Sunday. Um, it seems like Pochettino, to me, that suggests that Pochettino's pretty much given up on him. Uh, so Kane got that knock about an hour into the game. He'd already scored his hat-trick and we were winning 4-0. Mm-hmm. I don't really see why. You, you acknowledging Kane is, is very, very important and so much better than Janssen, and why would you not make that change or, or even put Son on? But yeah. I don't really understand why he left Kane on. Give Janssen... 20 minutes, half an hour against a disinterested, tired Stoke team. See Why? If get, is it, well, we get what what happened, right? Let me let me let me tell you a story about a boy a called Roman Pavlichenko. Right, yeah. So in 2009-10, I don't want to make it too obvious. That I'm reading this on my phone. In 2009-10, uh, we went away to Wigan in the February, and in the previous what six months of the season, 
he had only made four substitute appearances in the league and none of them since October. Mm. So he hadn't played a league game for three or four months at all. Yeah. Uh, he came off the bench with 1-0 up, scrappy game, rubbish pitch, like an absolute bog. It was remember, absolute garbage, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he scored two goals in the last 10 minutes, or 15 minutes maybe. Then in the next game in the FA Cup on the Wednesday night, he scored two against Bowen. And the next Sunday, he scored against Everton. Scored another two weeks later against... Sorry, two two weeks later against Blackburn. And then another two uh, two weeks after that against Fulham. Yep. So he got eight goals in a month. And he's been completely I love that written, period as well. Completely written off before that. He was I, brilliant. I loved Pavlichenko as well. I went mental. He wasn't brilliant, but I loved him still. Yeah. Uh, uh, so my point really is that, like, what, and both the, goal, the two goals in that win game both crap. Like one spawny goal might be know. all you, don't, you, you, don't, you literally don't know. Yeah, there's don't absolutely know. no harm in finding out. Which is why we're talking about not slating him off because slagging him off because we thought that if there he's are, hardly uh, played. He's hard, it's ridiculous. He's 20, he's, 20, 21? It's, it's insane. It is. I, I, mean, I agree. I, I think he has been. I think he's been really bad. He's been definitely been worse. Like the first what, six seven months of him has been worse than the first six or seven months of Soldado by a distance. Well, so, so why put him in the why, squad then? But why, why not give him a chance to play? He might not be responding to things in training, fair enough, and Botch TNA is obviously big on what the players do on the training ground, determining who plays on the weekend. Yeah. But, but what's the point of putting who him in? What, if you, you put him on that pitch, see if he gets a spawny goal, and that might completely change everything. Yeah. And we might need him. Yeah. Why is he in the squad? Yeah, exactly. Why have him on the bench? Why not have Just bid him off completely if you want to. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Could you imagine Shaylon Harrison starting ahead of, or in the bench ahead of Jansen? That can't be. I mean, that would yeah, but if he doesn't care, well, and if he's not bringing him on a four 0 against Fulham, Fulham yeah. or however much it was, four 0 against Stoke, what's squad. the point? Yeah, yeah so I, I think that he's. Uh, yeah, okay, doesn't matter. Not had anything <laughs> other than what I haven't said already. Uh, yeah, we've got Everton coming up. Um, <laughs> there is quite a lot in the second half. All right, uh, Everton. <laughs> Everton. Uh, T is going to be doing his nutless. <laughs> It's a tough game. It is a tough game. I mean, this is the, the the last barometer of what Tottenham are about. Uh, Arsenal will be a walk in the park. Uh, Man United, you know, coming to White Lane. No one can cope with Tottenham at White Lane. No one. Mm. Barcelona can come to White Lane and we would destroy their asses. It would be Lexington steel type buggery. Is this your way of saying we're going to lose to Everton? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're playing well, aren't they? I mean, they're, they're unbeaten five, four points off six. Lukaku's on on fire. He's about to sign a new contract this morning as well. So mm. it's it's um, yeah they're 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 riding high. They've and they're they're almost well, falling a little bit. They've Sorry, got a couple who, of who have um, they played. Do you know? Oh. Do you remember? They beat Bournemouth, oh, okay. Sunderland. Yeah, but but Everton. These are the type of games that Everton would lose usually, and then they're a bit like. I mean, you know, you'd expect to Everton to be seventh. They are seventh. Mm. Exactly. They're, they're doing what we'd expect Everton to do. They've drawn the last two away games as well, uh, Middlesbrough and Stoke. Where is is it at home? No, it's Spurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah. Have, we haven't got an away game in like fucking. Four they've, they've drawn their last two away games. Yeah, and Spurs yeah. haven't yeah. got. We've got all, all our yeah, games are at home. Like three home games. Yeah, yeah. Games well. if, uh, yeah. I mean, I think um, won the last eight on the bounce time. It'll depend on what's going on with Toby and Jan. Has there been any update today on that? I yeah, he, they think they'll be ready for Evan. If they're ready for that, then I'd, then I'd still be pretty confident. But I like what Evan are doing at the minute. They've got a couple of young young kids coming. I know they've brought in one or two as well from lower leagues. But I, I yeah, quite like Mona Lookman in the new four four two. Oh right, there you go. That's right. Is he in there? Yes, yeah. And um, so we were looking at him, weren't we? Yeah, I think so. Is he good or is he just sort of? Yeah, he looks like anyone that. How old is he? 19? 19. Yeah, he's basically gone from playing like Sunday league football to playing in the Premier League in I think four years, three years. 
Oh, really? So they picked him up from the Southern League? They picked him up from Charlton, who picked him up from Southern yeah. League. Yeah. And he scored a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? And I think anything, any 19 year old that can come in and. It was a debut, yeah. He came off the yeah, bench against and, and scored. And he played well against um, Liverpool as well. Yeah. It's, um, and they've got a couple. Who's the, what's the blonde guy? The young uh, blonde chap's name? Davis, what's his name? Yeah, Davis. I can't remember his first name. But he's. Um, he looks like there's something somewhere oh, about him as well. Yeah. Um, so in. in uh, Where's his socks? Very low. I like it. Steve like, Claridge esque. I like that. No, Mickey has an esque. Is it? You know, like, don't, oh, too young for don't wear any shin pads. No shin pads. Yeah. I never wear shin pads when I'm playing football because I'm too skillful. I will not allow bits of plastic. To God, I want to play football skin. against you. Yeah, because you're a horrible brute. <laughs> I'd go through you. Yeah, you, you would. But that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying is that you're, you're sort of, sort of you're the kind of Neil Ruddock esque footballer, and I'm more of a Janola type footballer. So, okay. who would you rather be? Neil Ruddock. Genuinely, well, yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about Ali's tackle? Did we go into that? About you were proud of him, weren't you? I wasn't proud of him. I just you were proud of the fact that he no, was I wasn't. It, it was a bad tackle, but I, I like I like big tackles. <laughs> we all like big tackles. I like I don't I don't like that tackling has, has gone out of the game, and I know that gets ridiculed by many of people saying that I've, all I care about is passion spelled you know with a U and an N. But it's uh, what I like it. Do I, to- I don't want to curse. Us, mm. but um, I believe Lukaku's never scored against us before. Okay, well, I think so that's you, right. You don't want to, but well, you have. So you've uh, just done a bardie. Okay, well, like, he will score against us on Sunday, so maybe have a Ooh, bet. Nice. Okay, nice. Have inverted done. it. There you yeah. go. Okay. So there's no have a bet on that. Mm, and he, I don't think he's ever beaten us either. Again, bet on that. He will yeah. score and they will beat us. That's what I'm saying. I don't like this conversation. I think we'll be all right. I think um, as long, like I say, if, if Toby and, and Jan are fit, or even if just Toby's fit, mm. then. Um, uh, we should be particularly at home, and after that last result, I, I think we'd be. I think we'd be okay. Is there any point to a preview in any football match ever? Probably not. No. You get some great stats out of it. Do you? Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, the Lukaku thing that I just said: seven games, he's not scored. Stats, though, isn't it? Stats. Oh, stats. I thought you meant like figures on articles viewed on four four two. Oh right, yeah. Do they, do they, how do the previews do? do they perform? Don't really do that sort of no. stuff exactly so this is what I'm saying like, I don't think we need to preview another game ever again on the fighting cock done no one cares is that a decision that we've just made it? now I think so okay. I mean I should have involved everyone else but <clears throat> not hearing it now uh, it's just bollocks yeah. because you cannot it's like talking about magic it's not real yeah nothing you don't know until you've seen it you can talk about re- retrospectively what we did did right or did wrong but um, no more okay absolutely no more well, that then? <laughs> is that it yeah. Yeah. Windy about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Windy, 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 windy. Hi, this is Windy back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loanies as usual, Will Miller was an unused sub for Burton. Luke Amos was an unused sub for Southend. Luke McGee played for Peterborough in their 3-1 home win over Rochdale. Clinton was subbed off on 52 minutes as Marseille lost 5-1 at home to PSG. They were 3-0 down when he came off. Shane Harrison was an 88-minute sub for Yeovil as they drew 0-0 at Notts County. There have been calls this week for him to start the next game. Connor Ogilvy played the full 90 as Stevenage won 2-1 at Crewe and Ryan Loft was an unused sub in that one. And finally, Anton Walks played in Atlanta United's final pre-season match. The under-18s have had two matches in the last few days due to the FA Youth Cup. Firstly, a very young team made up of under-16s and even some under-15s lost 2-1 away at Aston Villa. 
with John McDermott saying, I was pleased with Maroyan on Malabi. He stepped up to the plate and asserted himself. And Felix Patterson, although frustrating with some of his finishing, created a number of opportunities. Then they won 5-3 away at Newcastle in the FA Youth Cup to secure a semi-final two-legged match against Chelsea. The goal scorers in the 5-3 were Keenan Bennett's, Rio Griffiths, Kaziah Sterling, Jaffet Tanganga and Dylan Duncan. The under-23s will play against Arsenal on Friday lunchtime. Big game, that one. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half. Episode episode two of the Fighting Cop podcast. Um, No, it's the second half, and uh, we're sponsored by Bet on Brazil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We we wasn't for a bit, and then we are again. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Cheers, Wendy. Oh, yeah, thanks, Wendy. Yeah, cheers, Wendy. You can get uh, get a bet if you go to betonbrazil.com. You get uh, up to £60 money back in free bets, I think. That's a good offer. Is it? That's better than a lot of others, yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you just type in the code TFC60, you can make a bet uh, and then probably lose, but earn some money out Have of we it. Have we had any responses, any stories about saying that this is what I've done and I've won a bit? Yeah. Good. Lots. Good. In case the sponsors are listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, I, can I have a look at your phone? Because yeah. I'm not running on back. Okay. <laughs> this is a mess. Is I'd like it? to hear those good news stories if anyone wins some money. I want to know what you do with the money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, your phone is it just died? Your phone. Is oh, that, my God. The battery's dead. Yeah, I think it might be. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Everton. Preview the Everton game. <laughs> no, you said we weren't doing that anymore. Uh, tell me about your ranking, quick. <laughs> no? No. Why don't we... Uh, I want to talk about um, uh, Lloris. Right. What about him? Because... His kicking is really worrying me now. What do you mean worry? That's a tiny part of the game. It doesn't matter. But he's taking too long to be taking these these moments. There was a, even a couple of times on um, on Sunday where he takes the ball in and then it wants it wants to play it out, but then kind of wants to kick it and gets caught between two minds. I'm I'm not. It's it's worrying me. Well, he, he did. Uh, is this against um, Ghent? Yeah. That that was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't worry about it too much because he saw the save that he made. Um, I don't know it was offside oh, against um, Crouch. Oh, the game game. Sorry, sorry. No, no, it was against. The, I think I don't remember what it was. Was it Crouch? Yeah, Crouch had um, saved down at, at his foot. He was offside, but it wasn't actually flagged offside, was it? Yeah, mm. no. Um, it was. Um, I don't know. I just. So what, I guess what you're asking is, does his qualities as a goalkeeper? Generally, um, are, are they outweighed by his horrendous kicking? It made me think about it today because I was listening to um, another podcast where they were talking about the best goalkeepers and they talk about Neuer and De Gea and that type of stuff and they were talking about Lloris and whether he should be up there and I think part of the kick, his kicking side of things does lay now why he's not above those two for me at the moment. But uh, How do you I, feel, I James? I can't work out whether that... Because we take a lot of short goal kicks and I can't work out whether that is a reaction to his distribution not being that great. Or whether that's a tactic. No, that's a good point, yeah. Because it seems like we invite pressure on ourselves sometimes. Like, yeah. Like, the Tongan will kind of drop like to, to, to like the side of the penalty area, right? Not just like outside, but to the side, like so short. Y- yeah, and he both, the ball basically sideways. Both, both of the, the uh, centre back split, don't they, at that point? But it's crazy, I think, like, do you, do to you drop th- that much. Do you think right. that. Um, do you think. Because everyone complains about playing out from the back from the goalkeeper. But obviously, the, the intent is that you take control of the ball and you can control your own destiny and. You can implement your tactics when you're on the ball. Yeah. I guess. 
So um, my 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 question, I guess, is that do you think the criticism of that style of play, because so many of the top teams seem to do that now, is uh, footballer fans not understanding the impact that that might have and the way that it controls you, or do we just see the moments where when we, we've had it a few times where we've invited pressure on ourselves to to play out from the back? I think where fans get frustrated is 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 doing it in the right moments. That's all. Mm. I think sometimes. When you're chasing the game, or if you're under a little bit of pressure, I think there's two extremes there, and it just—I don't don't think it's helpful all the time. Nothing that you do in football that you do all the time could be helpful. You have to be, you know, flexible and, and adaptable to, to change. Presumably, things. they've done like the statistical analysis. Yeah, to work exactly. Out, like, yeah. If, you, if you go long to long to the big man, I mean, eighty percent of the time you're going to end up losing the ball if it's yeah. not straight away. Yeah, fo- fo- football of old, you say the, the cl- long clearances. Not we're not talking about like out of Erald or, or Dawson yeah. getting the ball and. Pinging a, a diagonal to a certain, you know, to the other wing or whatever or not. It's uh, it's, it's those w- when you're punting a clearance and, and hopeful that Kane or whoever it is as, as your forward gets on the ball. The fact is that defender centre backs are designed to to be able to head that ball. Mm. And Wes Morgan, Robert Hoof would eat that up all day. So uh, yeah, I, I'm sure there are, are some statistics that's, that that would support the fact that playing it out from the back is a more beneficial way to to play football, certainly yeah. in the modern game. And you just, I mean, at, at most, um, Pochettino is, is is looking to implement and understand a modern way of playing, and that's a productive thing. Yep. You don't want to be the last last team in England <laughs> yeah. playing long balls from because it'll have changed then. Yeah, exactly. someone else to go back. Well, I thought we did quite well for a bit of filler. Whilst you got that, up. yeah, we did right. <laughs> Sean Gormley on Twitter, he says, "Who would you like to see the last? Uh, who would you like to see score the last goal at White Hart Lane in its current state?" Um, I think um, I, I quite like Eric Dyer. Um, Danny Rose. Yeah, uh, Danny Rose Danny, would be mine. Yeah, Danny Rose would be great. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, Kane. So, so it's, Ma- it's Man United, right? Yeah. So work out if there's anyone that wants to score a nine goal. Wayne Rooney in his last I guess it would be his last away game wouldn't it they'd have, they'd have another game after that yeah we don't want anyone from another That'd team defining it do we like when Southampton left the Dell and they had Matt Letizia scored the last goal yeah, we want a moment that's like good. that do you know like what I mean last minute winner against Arsenal as well that's yeah. good uh, Steve uh, Tabernacle on Facebook he says which player in the squad is most likely to get fucked up on bath salts and rape Harry Winks what oh, my god what <laughs> And rape Harry Winks in the shower. Why? So, why is That's he on bath salts? Because he's pretty. Bath salts is the the kind of American. It's, it's got. It, it sends people like zombies. That's the that's the kind of. Oh, not actual bath salts. No, I mean <laughs> okay. it's just the drugs called bath salts. Oh, right. It's sentimental. I haven't tried it myself. Willing to if anyone can get me old of any, but yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Carl Walker. Tricky one to answer. <laughs> so you're talking about a player in the professional game taking very strong um, narcotics and then ended up sexually assaulting one of the younger players in the squad. Yeah. It's quite a difficult question. To one ask. that looks particularly young as well. Yeah, and attractive. <laughs> Would yes. you like to comment on that, James? <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> no, OK. It's Carl Walker. <laughs> Stop saying Carl Walker. I don't know. All right, I'm going to move on. Fucking, what is wrong with the people that listen to this podcast? What's right with him? Uh, tactical underscore laziness on Reddit. He says, "Which Spurs player would you hate to be your boss if they hadn't become a footballer?" Danny Rose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's It'd a good on one. On your case. Yeah, he, 
Yeah, he'd definitely be a miner, wouldn't he? Yeah. He would be on you all the time. What what part of your what your skill set as a worker is the least effective? What 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 is it? Lateness? Is it delivering copy on time? Just, I had an email this afternoon about my appraisal. This is the beginning. This is the start of it. <laughs> Fucking hell. What do you I'm mean? Punk- I am pretty punctual. Yeah, you're actually analysing me. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah I want to know. More yeah. generally, yeah. What's a weakness? It's a great interview question. Oh, I mean, if anything, yeah, well, like- tell us one of your weaknesses. Do you want the standard answer to that to be? Uh, I'm I'm too much of a perfectionist. Too much of a perfectionist. Yeah, that's yeah. wank. If yeah. anyone, if I was mine's that I'm completely and utterly disorganised and forget things all the time and miss stuff. You say that. In, in a, yeah. In, yeah. I've told him I was dis- I remember my last interview I said yeah I'm really disorganised but I'm would, working on it I, I would say pornography <laughs> oh right okay <laughs> yeah. workplace pornography yeah not workplace work based it, masturbation just, is a real problem just having to keep up the ante mm. to to, uh, to to get to that point of climax does Nothing's that impinge ever good on enough. your work does that yeah. impinge on your work life at all yeah well it does because if, if I uh, if, I'm, if I have a good session the night before I tend to perform better and like, when you wank at work, is it a constant chase? Well, you're, you're always looking for the next hit. You're always looking. Yeah, at... yeah. It's like it's like you know your first hit of a you know whatever narcotic you're into is the best, um, but that then you have to start chasing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which isn't not true. Is the thing you do you never that first hit is never as good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so porn. Your porn is like you could knock one off to Red Shoes Diaries, and now I'm into to what. Uh, Red Shoes Diaries that's a new one on me David Duchovny I've got to get out of the fake uh, profiles to, to start broadening my well, horizons no, that, you wouldn't broad to Red Shoes Diaries uh, Red Shoes Diaries it's is tame is it well yeah it's on Channel 4 oh Channel right 5, oh okay uh, in the uh, late 90s I could never do it with Channel 5 because when I lived in the West Country <laughs> the signal for Channel 5 was horrific so it's, it's like trying it's to wank to fucking people uh, having sex in the snow yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to get a glimpse of a tit every now and then yeah yeah, but I've gone from that to, to having... Like, the only thing that really gets me off at the moment is uh, transsexual midgets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... When you say gets you off, you don't mean they physically get you off. Oh, I, I mean, if they were around. Um, Raj Chandey on Facebook, he says, we're free to up in the FA Cup final v Woolwich, and you've won a competition where Poch has to bring you on at 80 minutes. Who would you take off? So what, what position would you feel that you could potentially do a job for Tottenham? Set midfield. Yeah, right, right. Not, not like anything fancy. Just put me in the middle and I'll, I'll break you, up, play. <laughs> you're very, yeah. you're very I'd love it. That's my favourite thing. But I think that they'd be too good for you to break up, play. So you'd be floundering. No, do you know what? It's, it's, it's like my favourite thing. When I was a kid, and you, you know, most kids they dream about playing football and scoring the winning goal in the FA Cup. I used to dream about running 20 yards horizontally as a winger was going down a wing so I could come in and take him out like that. him. That's genuinely what I used to think Running about. horizontally, not... No, but, you know, I mean, I mean, going from the centre circle to the edge of the pitch to take out a winger as he's just starting to get going. Side, I'd have loved to go through that in, as much as I loved him. Really? Someone like that, running 20 yards to go through someone like that. Yeah. Mm. Perfection. What formation are we playing? Well, <laughs> uh, let's say a 3-4-3. Three, three. Okay. Oh, fuck. You've got to go up top then, right? Realistically, yeah, you just got to go where you're going to do the least damage. <laughs> yeah, but you could do the most damage up to. Oh, is that what we was meant to be doing? Like, who would you take? I was in. You're going to fuck it up. No, no, no. It, 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 you know your. You limited. are going to fuck it up, though. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not fucking anything up. Professional footballers are so good that, like, they're the. You're talking about the top one percent. No, no, they're not. No, <laughs> they're not for what. Not for what my job would be. You'd be fine. You'd be like a fucking 
fourth rate Lee Catmull. That's 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 what you'd be. You've said a lot of things to me over the years. That's that genuinely hurt. I got a little like a little hot yeah, feeling in my chest. Then that was horrible. You cannot imagine oh, what that feeling oh. will be like when you're running around. <laughs> yeah, and the, and it's a shame Bardi's not here because this conversation would be great because he would say the same thing. He, he he'll be convinced that he could play centre midfield. Yeah, he would and run the show. Yeah, because he's mad. <laughs> Uh, there isn't a single human being alive who isn't a professional footballer and consistently trained at the professional level who could cope on a, a pitch with professional footballers. Ergo, they deserve every penny that they make. I get that's my answer. Uh, George USA Spurs Twitter, he says, given our thought at Wembley, was Milton Keynes a better option? Yes or no? No. No. Because... I mean, I'd take every loss under the sun. Are we saying that... Say it wasn't Milton Keynes. Yeah. Say it was a Milton Keynes type stadium, as in thirty thousand uh, smaller capacity. No. I, I think it could make a difference, but not as big as perhaps. Um, Where would the equivalent place be? Though? I know. I'm, I'm just talking in a in an ideal world. I mean, Milton Keynes. The question about Milton Keynes is loaded because it's Milton Keynes. But once, I think once you take it out of London, that makes it feel mm-hmm. very different. I think. And also, like I said before, I think we're getting used to the Wembley thing now. You know, I think we played well against Ghent. We beat CSKA in the game before. Slowly, we seem to be improving. I think, mm. uh, and I think over the course of next season, hopefully, it won't seem like such an alien concept. Um, yeah, but in absolutely not. Milton Keynes would have been the worst thing on earth. Mm. It would just be, it would have been a spit in the face of all that's good at football. Anyway, uh, Felonius, he, he asks, uh, which player would react worse to having a bagel stuck on his head like that bloke on the train? So has anyone seen this? I mean, yes. I haven't watched it, it all yeah. sound and I had no idea what was going on. It's, um, it's kind of amazing. Tell us what happened. So there, there's a Snapchat story that went on, a bloke posted of uh, the, a lot of drunk people on a train and a not drunk person, someone who's completely sober and they were, all of the drunk people were placing bagels on this guy's head just one bagel and then chanting you've got a bagel on his head and, and was he asleep no right. but he got the hump he yeah. got the hump he, he, he started chucking the bagels out the window which is the worst thing you can do <laughs> yeah, don't react you know there's two things you can do in, in terms of dealing with drunk people one you lower yourself to their level and you have a laugh which I think is the, the most human thing to do or you take yourself out of that situation that you never so you walk away yeah. you never ever try and take the moral high ground against drunk people oh, because no. they don't give a shit about the moral high ground <laughs> that doesn't exist to them they're having a laugh and the more you get angry the more bagels that can be placed on your head I'd have just ignored it just you'd have there. ignored the bagel I'd just sit there and let it and let it because they get bored that is madness no, I don't know I'd have bored if you sat there with a bagel on I'd just, I'd just sit there no because they need you to react yeah, no, 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 no. They, they wouldn't need you to react because they're... But they would eventually. Eventually they would. And then what, so are you talking about after 15 minutes? I just sit there with it on there, yeah. What, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you just pick the bagel up and then start singing, I've got a bagel? If I had, if, yeah, I, that's what I'd do. But if I say what you were saying was the, about the only other option is to get up and move, for example. There well, is another option. You could just sit there. Yeah, get up and move or join in. That's the best thing. Join in, just lower yourself. Have a bit of, like... Join in is the best one. I'm just saying just that there is another option. Have a lot. Hey, we've all been drunk and we've yeah. all found fi- things funny. I've had it. That what? Eat it. Just eat it. Yeah, or eat the bagel, but eating the dry bagel is quite difficult. Mm. Um, yeah, but he, he got the right hump. 
Yeah. I haven't seen it. I've saved it. And then it all kicked off afterwards, right? Yeah, there was fighting. There was <laughs> incredible, incredible Snapchat. <laughs> I mean, that's what Snapchat's all about. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like it, um, but send us Snapchats like that, though. Oh fuck, we haven't done Snapchats in ages. No. Um, what is it? Love the shirt. Oh, I don't, I don't even start this again. I don't know. My battery's dead as well now. So I, I think our, our Snapchat is love the shirt. If you yeah. want to send us in videos of you doing bad stuff, not hurting animals. No, or people not hurting anybody. Actually. Probably, I'd say put people above animals. I know you two don't put people above animals, but no. I just don't hurt people. Wow, well, I don't or animals. You want to see a hamster well, being no, blown no, up? No, but I, just, if you had to, cho- if you had to choose between watching a video of someone slapping a hamster around the face, yeah. or someone beating up a person, the person get a be- well, yeah, pers- people are cunts. Yeah. Hamsters hamsters got no choice. Ah, hamsters, no, no, hamsters, hamsters, mate. hamsters ain't yeah. a cunt. Yeah, they are. I'm not having it. They're rubbish. Do you know what I read the other day? Rubbish. No, no, they're not. They've got personality. What, 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 what do you want them to do? Uh, entertain me. Put a bagel on someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I found out earlier this week that um, it's illegal in Sweden to keep a guinea pig on its own. Is it? Because Fake news. Yeah. I'm calling it. Fake news. They suffer massively from loneliness, guinea pigs. So if you're out there... and about Sweden. If, if you're out there, it's not helpful, James. Uh, if, if you're if you're help, if you're out there, and you've only got one guinea pig, yes, get, go another, get another one. Go and get another guinea pig. They love cuddling up to each other, and they like, you know, they're, they're, and if you get a boy one, they love a mm. bit. Of I will I will say I love all animals, but guinea pigs do my head in. <laughs> they're shit. The noise, guinea, yeah, they are rubbish. Pig, that one's rubbish pets. It's <laughs> not true, but yeah, go on. But don't be cruel to any animals. Um... What's I can't remember what we're talking about. Snapchat. Yeah. Just send us funny stuff. Yeah, send us funny stuff. Love the shirt on 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 Snapchat. It could be sexual acts as long as they're legal. Um, <laughs> consenting. Consenting. Consenting, consenting human adults. Yeah, yeah. human adults. Uh, yeah, it's the guinea pigs can't consent. No matter how much they squeak, it isn't a yes. <laughs> uh, Will Isaacs on Facebook says, "Would you sell your ticket to the United game for ten thousand pounds? Don't just say no because." Because the Tottenham actually think about the situation. Ten thousand pound up front, you can watch it on TV, you, uh, and you can't use that money to buy another ticket. Oh, you can't use that money to buy a ticket. No. Oh. I read that earlier and thought you can. I was like, well, I'll just do that. Uh, Ten grand's yeah. a lot of money. So yeah. Surely, is there a place you can see into the ground from outside through the gap? No. Climb a crane. There must be somewhere you can see. Yeah, uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I guess he still would be outside. Let's the ground, not find guess, still loop, be... like little loopholes or nuggets of kind of things that we can hold on to. Let's deal with a difficult question: Would you sell your ticket for the Man United game, the last game ever at White Hart Lane, for ten thousand pounds? I'm trying to genuinely think whether I would, rather than just. I, I, you know what, I think I might. Uh, yeah, because my relationship with Tottenham is not. I'm clutching now, but this. My relationship with Tom is not defined by White Hart Lane or being in there. It's what it represents and what it's and what my how it's been involved with my life. I don't. I wasn't there when we beat Milan four three, but it's still one of my favourite you know moments ever. Um, it's not four three, three uh, nil at home. Sorry, yeah. Um, so yes, uh, yes. Okay, yeah. We did beat him three nil as well in the Europa. I'm at three one. But that's not what you meant. No, that's not. So you, essentially, you'd sell out all of that goodness for for ten grand. <sighs> I'm, I, I could. It'd be easy for me to just go. No, I wouldn't do it. But I, I think in my heart of hearts, right now, because I got a bit of debt, 
I might. I, I, I clear it. If you had 10 grand, right, you could buy 30,000 bagels, probably. And you could put one on the head of every single... Well, that might then be like a hate crime if you did that, I guess. No. I was going to say you could put one on every single person. Uh, don't do that. I wouldn't, mm. absolutely not. I would never the sell out my values, right? ever. <laughs> ever. What Alex just said is deplorable, and I don't rate him as a fan of Tottenham Hotspur anymore. Well, that's fine. I'm not like... I'm joking. I would, for 10 grand, I mean, fucking hell, man, that's a lot of money. It is, isn't it? It is. I could do a lot of good for that money. As in... If I, well, I was just say I'd pay off my debt when I was going to say. You know. well, I could say I could go charity wise or whatever, but that ship sailed in there. I just think that what a party you'd have in Vegas. That's what we do, and that we would just go yeah, somewhere. Go Vegas. Uh, probably. Um, yeah. Okay. Did you? Did you answer that? Would you tell? I don't know. It's difficult because I feel like if I had the money, I'd just waste it. You wouldn't. You would, though, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, but that's what money's for. And I love spending money on shit. It's been a fucking amazing time. It's not a waste. You're not, not going to remember it. It's not a waste. You're probably literally not going to remember it. Yeah, but that isn't a waste. That's no, that's the best. Wow. That's the best time. Yeah. A waste is like paying off credit card debt. Yeah, it is. That's that is a waste. waste. That is yeah. definitely a waste. Don't do that. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't ever pay off. Your have the moment of, you know, moments you're going to live. I just stand outside, because the the best the party's going to be afterwards, if we do all right. Because we'll have like a White Hart Lane farewell mo- game, or like a testimonial or something, probably, surely. Yeah, they'll probably arrange something afterwards. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Get your 10 grand. Yeah, done. done. That's yeah, it. We sure. found a way we can have 10 grand. Yeah. Done. Cheers, Levy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. I mean, this, yeah. Uh, Dan Arlington says, uh, on Reddit, he says, How do you guys feel about the graffiti that happened with Millwall last week? So, they, they uh, sprayed on Millwall on one of the boardings outside the stadium, and some young buck. Went over to Millwall, which must have been a bit of a schlep. I mean, you're talking about an hour, 45 minute, an hour journey over there to do a bit of spray painting. Uh, on their walls, one of the which that had the famous quote from the 80s or maybe 70s at Tottenham that we, we painted Millwall art all mouth. Hmm. Uh, so that happened up, uh, you know, that happened again on the Millwall Stadium. Her yids are here, that kind of thing. Hmm. I mean, my first instance, I looked at it and I was like, that's childish. Honestly, quite like it. Mm. I quite like it a little bit. It's like because you know Tottenham Mill. This is big day for Mill. Big, big, big day for the Millwall and their 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 fans. And we've got a Millwall fan coming and do a preview for the pod. And we're going to talk about some of these things. I thought we weren't doing previews anymore. Um, but yeah, but when you can talk about violence and stuff, okay. it's fun. Um, not talking about tactics and shit. As long as it's not violence against hamsters. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, agreed. The uh, or Hugo. Yeah. Um, oh, Delhi's dog. I thought you meant Larissa. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you liked it? What? Yeah, kind of. I, 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 I quite like the fact that we we're lowering ourselves to their level. <laughs> That's what I like. I, we, we are a Premier League club, and we have all the glitz and glamour, and we've got these amazing footballers. But deep down, Tottenham fans are uh, we're a grassroots football club still. Mm. And I'm not saying graffiti in their stadium is a representative of that, but it's saying we've got it in us. To understand that Mill, the game against Millwall is important. Yes, and this ticket is a hot ticket. It's, it's mm. as desirable as an Arsenal at home. People are that interested in it. You know, it is. It's big. Yeah. It's big because it's going to be noisy. It's fun, and you know what? Going to football now, you know, it's 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 about having fun as much as you can because it's not the same. Yeah, you know, not so much for, for maybe my generation, but 
with a generation before where football's changed so much. You know, it's about having fun and having these types of, of games to go to that's more intrigue, about a bit more interest. You know, that's why everyone gets up for the Chelsea and the Arsenal games because there's, and the West Ham games, there's, there's needle yeah. there. You need that, like, that that feeling that you get in the air that you can tell it's that kind of game. Yeah. yeah. You walk down, like, Tottenham High Road and you can, like, sense that there's, you can hear, like, the helicopters yeah. and like, dogs and stuff. And So we had, we had this segment on the uh, Long Ball Street podcast and downloaded it. Um, it was about whether or not it's important to you that you, you belong to a club that's considered to have a firm or is hard mm. outwardly. Um, do you like the fact that Tottenham have a, represent, a reputation for... I quite like it. It doesn't mean anything to me because I'm never. But I'm if, not a part of it. But if you had a choice... But, yeah, of course. I know, I know, but, but I'm glad that there are hard men in our support that, that will fight... Look after me. Why not look after me? Because they, they wouldn't give a shit about me. But the no, I I know what you're saying. I they, think they, it, it, no, no matter how, how Neanderthal it is and how base it is, I still quite like the fact that Spurs fan base, as a rule, is generally quite tasty. I, I do too, but I, I wouldn't have known why until what you said a minute ago, where it almost links it back to you know being a grassroots football club because yeah. there's there's a that's happened organically. That's not just something that's suddenly happened now because of one particular game or something like that or one particular reaction after a game or before it. It's something that the club has almost grown up with um, during the period of time when it was a lot more prevalent. And so it it links to what being Tottenham is rather than it being something just that's manufactured. Mm. I've been on a couple of Millwall forums since the draw and had a look at what they've been saying and uh, they're definitely excited. Mm. The yeah. one they've been waiting for for a long time because we haven't played them in a competitive game since I think nineteen ninety. Really, when they got relegated. I mean, uh, I, 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 a mate of mine, uh, Danny from Lions TV, he's he's the one that's coming on, and they've got a Mill fan who's a podcast, and he's like they're like over the moon. Yeah. Like, like, I'm is, quite happy for them. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, are you happy? I mean, not it, I'm over strong, but. I mean, it's good. It's good that it's happening. It's yeah. good that it's happening, and it's good that Millwall got to this stage where we can have a, a quarter-final tie that isn't Chelsea, West Ham, or Arsenal, um, where there's actually genuine. There's going to be a thick atmosphere. They're yeah. going to they're going to come to White Lane. It's going to, they're going to make it horrible. And the great thing about Tottenham is that um, we don't back down. Have I told you about the Millwall when I was in Club Wembley that time? I took. I had to go to Club Wembley for when Millwall were in the FA Cup. Oh, um, against Wigan, yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, yeah. So I had to go. There. I had to go as a work thing. So I had to go. So we were in Club Wembley, right? And uh, after the game, uh, we were walking out. We were going back to this particular bit of restaurant, uh, and you had to walk past the champagne and there's like a champagne and oysters bar or whatever. Um, and there was a couple of lads in there, and there was some proper like if you were to paint a picture of the typical, you know. Meathead. Yeah, like Mill. If you were to do a cartoon, what you would say, Millwall fan or any type of you know football fan that what they would describe like in the eighties or whatever, um, basically looked like me, like stocky, bald head, but maybe a few stone heavier. Mm. Um, and he was walking. There was about four of them walking past this champagne noises bar, and as they looked in, this guy in a suit who was obviously there for a similar reason to me, like obviously on a corporate thing or whatever, did the iron sign, like just at, in their general direction. <laughs> And they barred, they smashed away through security into this into this bar and grabbed him by, by the neck. Well, no, they grabbed him by the neck and they were saying, I'm going to cut you first. <laughs> uh, and this guy was like 
crying, begging for them to put him down, all sorts. And but this all happened like in thirty seconds. I didn't, you don't quite realise. I wasn't expecting to see that. You know, more in Club Wembley sort of area. I thought it would be, you know, a bit more gentrified. Mm. But it was amazing. I've never seen a human being go from bravado to tears. And I, he very may well have sawed himself because <laughs> he was all over the shop. That well, was a great memory. Of I would say that if if if, there, if ever there was a time to front up to a set of fans that. Um, you thought, you know, because I'm at football, nothing's really going to happen. Yeah. This probably would be the worst time. Uh, Arsenal, you can always do it because it's funny, isn't he? But the, um, yeah, West Ham. It should be Millwall. said, though, Millwall is a football club of, of, you know, really tried to, you know, that image and that type of stuff. The stuff they do for local charities in London, some of the stuff that I've been involved with through work and stuff, and they, they've really gone above and beyond, beyond the last um, mm. the last five or six years in particular, trying to, to, to move that reputation on. They won't, but... It's, uh, it's still a good thing. Well done. Um, uh, the lovely Kate Coggins on Facebook, she says, what's been your worst footballing moment? Uh, mine was when we finished fourth and Bayern lost to a shit Chelsea side at home. It costing us our Champions League place. Uh, we didn't qual- uh, qualify for the Champions League. I almost gave up on football that night. That was a bad one. I watched that in a, in a Chelsea pub as well. James, what did you think? Of that night? Oh, I mean, yeah, that night, and then what? What? I had, the I had like three bets on that Chelsea would win the Champions League, so I did all right. I mean, I wasn't happy. I remember walking out of a pub. Sound like you were okay. Sound like you're happy. Yeah, well, sound like you were <laughs> Wasn't great. I was in a pub with a few mates watching it. Uh, where was it? Somewhere in South London, and it had been my round. I was supposed to be getting around. It was my round for ages, and I didn't get one in because it went to penalties. Um, and when Chelsea won. It was a drug that scored the last penalty. Wasn't it? Yeah, I just like threw like forty quid on the table and just walked out. <laughs> yeah, sure, ball lost. Nice. Uh, uh, but I think my worst one was <clears throat> when we lost to Portsmouth. Oh, you! That's exactly what I was going to okay. say. Yeah, go on. So it was we were in that kind of race for fourth with City and Villa and Liverpool. I think it was, mm. and we had this FA Cup final, uh, semi-final against Portsmouth, and they were the season. It was a season they got relegated. They were. You know, gone into administration, they'd lost a lot of their good players. Oh, they were bottom of the league. Thanks, by the way. They were a- absolute trash. I-, I had actually gone onto Wikipedia to find the biggest wins in FA Cup semi final history. Like an idiot. It, that, I- I'm a pessimist, and even I thought we were going to destroy them. Uh, mm, yeah. We lost the league game at Sunderland, so the kind of top four thing felt like it was kind of ebbing away a little bit. Yeah. We had these games against Arsenal and Chelsea on the horizon that we. I don't think we really thought we were going to win. We did, as it happened. We did, yeah. We was going to get to that, but no. Uh, people know the story. Yeah. Oh, oh, great. Right. That was the same for me. It was, that was my worst moment. I watched that in a pub in South Gloucestershire. And the problem with living in a village like that, when there's only one or two Spurs fans, they take huge glee in any type of... Whether they're Arsenal or United or whatever fans they are. And I, I'm not ashamed. I was pretty pissed. And I, I, I walked home, walked the... Half a mile home and had a little cry. Did you? You cried. I'd never seen us in an FA Cup final. I'd never seen us in any final at that point because um, ninety. Um, I just hadn't been, and I was going to be able to go to this one. And I was, I was devastated. I was, yeah, that was bad. That was bad. I had a lot of stick in that, in oh, that yeah. pub for a long time. So I think we might have to come back to if we beat Millwall because we've got this record in FA Cup semi-finals now. I think is it six or seven in a row we've lost. Yeah. I mean, just, oh. we get Arsenal, we're going to smash them, but I wouldn't fancy us against Man City or, uh, or Chelsea. 
Yeah, we, we need we need. What are the other options? <laughs> Any other options? Lincoln. Lincoln. No, and yeah. anything other than losing to our, like, I, I, I just all of my the way I think about Tottenham and quite often is certainly for Arsenal are, are in the environment where they can influence what what we achieve. I just don't want them to be the the, yeah. the cause factor to stopping us from being happy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, either I don't, I'm not saying avoid Arsenal. I just want to smash them. If we beat them in the semi-final, that would be like winning the FA Cup. Yeah, it would. Be, yeah. it, it would be. It, it, do you know what? F- beating. I'm pretty sure that in '91, when we beat Arsenal in the semi-final, it felt better than uh, beating Forest. I, 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 it might be different because because it's going to end up being, you know, it looks like it's going to be end up, you know, for big teams going and beating another big team in the final. If we beat Arsenal in the semi and then played on there a hole or whatever, I think it might be a little bit anticlimactic. Mm. But um, but I, I think this time, uh, if if we get there, I, I think it'd be a little bit better because I think we're going to have to beat two very good teams in the semi-final and the yeah. final to win it. I mean, which... we, we've been lucky so far in the draw well, I say lucky I mean that's but again that's cut football and I know I mean saying that I was Arsenal pulled out Lincoln I mean I just yeah. Sutton and Lincoln uh, it is ridiculous isn't it but you know it's it's just that's what happens and you know same as us getting to the League Cup final the other year you know. as it stands I think Arsenal are, are on, on the knees it seems like they're you know the, the, the club is split significantly from, from the direction of the fans uh, they've created this this lack of harmony mm. But I think that the players are, are looking at the reaction to the fans. They're looking at Arsenal Fan TV and the influence they have. The fact that um, Oxlade Chamberlain favourited a video saying Wenger out, mm. I don't in, for a second think that he actually agrees with the sentiment of that video, but he's seeing it yeah. and he's absorbing, and all of the players are. Yeah. They are, and they're not. I mean, as a, as a player, you're 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 you sign for a club expecting to be a hero for the fans, and when you when the vast majority of the Arsenal fans are destroying your 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 first eleven, then I, I think I hope that this is the season we finish above them because they're damaged. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't even think about that side of thing anymore. And if we can't do it last year, yeah, but last year there was more unity there than there is now. What, what my issues were, and they talk about finishing finishing above, and I think you're right, but. What I hope will be different this year, usually it's us that finish below them rather than them finish above us. We fuck up somewhere or another, either going on ridiculous runs when we're third, you know, under Red Knapp, you know, losing to Villa on that last day, for example, yeah. or going and losing 5-1 in Newcastle, whatever it might be. It's, it's always us that, man, they don't finish above us, we, we finish below them. And I hope, hopefully, this will be the year that we... Um, control our That destiny. we actually, as long as we control ourselves going into it, then we should finish above them. Yeah, we should. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's just one of those things, and it? it's just just you never because we've had twenty four years of disappointment. Yes, it's it's, uh, it's a difficult thing to to, to quantify and, and, and understand. But fuck it, we're going to win the FA Cup. Man, that would be amazing. Mm. First time since ninety one. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, that would be <laughs> superb. It is a it's an important thing. I'm feeling because I haven't. There you go. <laughs> This is this is fantastic stuff. Who gives a shit? It's a good podcast. Right, they're still going to download and still listen. It doesn't matter. Yeah, if they've got this far in, to be fair. Yeah, then these are, these are the diehard. <laughs> these are the diehard. Well done, you. And that's it, actually. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I didn't. I didn't give mine. Uh, the uh, the game. I had two games. Two games where I thought about: Is this something I want to invest in anymore? Because I can't control the feelings that these players are having, that are instilling in me through their performances. The first one was when we were three and up at half time, uh, and, and, and Man City were down to ten men. Wow! Yeah. And the second half, they they came back and beat us four three. That was bad. That mm. was really, really bad. That hurt massively. I just thought, what? what Were you there? This? What is this? No, no. Mm. I was in the pub. Um, and then the other time I felt felt that way was when um, uh, Redknapp's first season, and or maybe it's the second season, we drew Arsenal in the quarterfinals of the League Cup, and we put out an understrength team and we got decimated. Mm. Uh, they beat us four one, and I was broken. I can't. I, I, I've tried my best over the last five and a half years to articulate how much I hate Arsenal. I can't explain how painful this result was, and I was ready to say, you know what? I, I don't think I can do this. Yeah, yeah this hurts mm. so much. And then uh, things started to pick up, and then you know you, you get past that immediate um, lack of faith. And, yeah, and you crack on. And if there's any anyone like no, anyone who's been sporting Spurs in the last five years has been lucky enough to see a Tottenham that none of us fully understand. Uh, 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 we're all finding it difficult to compute what's going on, and we find it difficult when fans talk. They're moaning when we're second in in the league. Mm. Um, but I'd be grateful because this is fucking not Tottenham that I know. Yeah. That's do you know what, those those two are good. I've insulated both from those. I was I wasn't around for either of those. I was kind of detached from those. But those those two are bad. The Man City one in particular, yeah, that was that's because it was just subject of huge ridicule. And the Arsenal one in particular was, as I remember, this is before Twitter as well. Yeah, and the the Arsenal um, the Arsenal one was. I was I remember thinking we're we're, we're going to beat them this one. Yeah, this, I, this is I, this I, is I, this is a piece I, of cake. They'll put out a half a team. They put out quite a strong team for memory. I remember getting to the game. And was that the like Sandro's? Sandro made yeah, his maybe. debut. Yeah, but mm. uh, uh, Kulka and we we had we had an understrength team massively. I mean Kulka and Dawson. But I remember us thinking, yeah, we'll have, we'll have we can, I'll have a bit of this. Yeah, and and this wasn't long after we decimated them five one. Mm. You know, yeah, that was about to say that longer. Yeah, um, but you had a manager in Yole that took it seriously, and, and the manager in there's no excuse ever for not putting a strong team out against yeah. Arsenal. It's the same as why we all went mental when Poch did it as well. When I mean, you look back and you think Fazio hashtag. Yeah, you look back and you think um, Pochettino's. Uh, you know that's one of the black marks, uh, marks against him, but then. You know, you, w- you wouldn't want a fan managing your team. You want someone who's detached from that emotional aspect. But did you not remember thinking at the time, uh, the reason why I was, I was even more... Outraged. Yeah, because I thought he got it. I, I thought he got that bit. But why? With, with Spurs why well, I don't know. And maybe it was yeah, unfounded, but, but I just mean... I, some of the criticisms of the new found fans from abroad that they can't understand what supporting their football club's like because they haven't lived through it, they haven't had the indoctrination of your parents drilling it into you and... And hearing the, the the subtleties of the conversations in the house, and hearing Tottenham coming up and Arsenal and whatever, um, for the same token, there's no way that a manager coming into a club that he's probably before managing, you know, that Pochettino when he came from Southampton, when he was at Espanyol, probably hadn't given Tottenham even a second thought. 
So that he, he wouldn't understand that. He, yeah. would, he would all, only react in the way that he thought was best for the overall objective of that season. I don't disagree with you at all, but at that it's time, I felt, I felt that he did. I felt that he, you know, he's not going to... I expected him to make a couple of changes, but they were ridiculous changes. That Fazio, was, yeah. who's tearing it up in Italy. Like, yeah. I mean, anyone can tear it up in Italy. <laughs> Shit can't leak. It is rubbish what, what are your thoughts on Italian football? On <laughs> <laughs> Italian football? Are we just padding for no reason now? No, we can end. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, you don't care. <laughs> uh, James from 442 and Thanks. the Fighting Cock. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. We get, I, I like the fact we get copies before they go to press. Uh, no, before they go to the shops. Yeah. It's nice, yeah. It's good. So what I'm going to do um, is I'm going to pick up some narcotics and I'm going to read 442 with you. I'm not really. It's a joke. I'd like to, but it's Monday. Oh, is that, all right, no one has been. Okay, okay. Uh, so okay. Alex, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Good fun. James Moore. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Love you very much. Later's. Bye. Bye. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.